Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. My guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Colt Taylor from The Starting Line. He is a guy who specializes in human optimization, health, fitness, confidence, focus, productivity, mostly for business owners, CEOs, and entrepreneurs. So it's awesome because I was touching on this with him a little bit towards the end. But, you know, as top athletes, as guys that fight in the UFC, as, as investors that go to the masterminds with the top 1% investors, lenders, SaaS production guys in the company, like we're always trying to surround ourselves with the 1% of the 1%. And then I feel like people don't do that when it comes to health and nutrition and fitness and optimization. They go to the, the local place or they go on Weight Watchers or they just watch a YouTube video. And what I like about Cole is him and his company are working with some top athletes. They're they're working with high performers and making them either perform better or helping them feel better, optimize. But like, it's not always just about, like you said, getting shredded, running a quicker race, playing a, a better game. It's about being a better person, having more energy to play with your kids, having more focus, being more present, having more, more wealth, having more health, being able to enjoy it. And he said something that I thought was very interesting. It's about you don't want to get healthy. You want to stay healthy. So whether you're somebody who is looking to get healthy or whether you're somebody who's already performing pretty well and you're looking to just do better and maintain that as we get older, as time gets in the way, as maybe you were somebody that had more time to exercise and eat right now, business, life, family, kids, all these things get in the way. How do we find more time not have the decision fatigue? And I think that that checks a lot of boxes for people who listen to this podcast. They know it definitely does for me. He and I are going to be working together. So I watched walking billboards for this fine gentleman of people that have lost over 100 pounds. And when I was like, holy crap, I can't even recognize you. They said, hey, Cole Taylor, I've been working with him and working with the starting line. So definitely check the show notes for all the ways to connect with him. We talk about a lot of amazing things, tips and tricks for entrepreneurs and athletes to get over things like self-sabotage, mindset, creating habits, ways to schedule themselves in the calendar. So a lot of good things. This isn't just a, a health episode. Episode. This is a lot of really good takeaways for people that are business owners, entrepreneurs, athletes. Everybody can learn something from this episode. There's a little bit of something for everybody in it. So thank you so much for Cole Taylor for coming through. Check the show notes for all the ways to connect with him, connect with the starting line, and even get some free resources as he gives you towards the end for everybody listening to this podcast right now. Thank you so much, sir. So um, on top of that, obviously, the whole point here is I want to do real estate together. So if you're looking to get a deal to buy, get a deal to sell, or want to partner on some level and don't maybe even know how we can work together, but you know you want to. It's now 2024. Let's not waste any more time. Either message me directly on social media with the word real estate in the DM so my assistant knows to send it to me, or just text the words real estate to 516-540-5733. Again, that's 516-540-5733. Text the word real estate, and we will have a conversation, figure out how to get you into some deals one way or another in 2024. Also, if you were looking for a free checklist for all the ways to bring more to your buyers as a real estate agent, broker, or wholesaler. The site is now fixed. I apologize. We kept having some issues with it. But if you tried to go on before, try now. NickNickNick.com slash BiggerPockets. And that will give you your free checklist. But the way we keep getting these amazing guests on, I know you're sick of hearing about the algorithm, but it's the algorithm. Please, I can't ask you nice enough. The fee for this free show that has all these amazing guests and podcasts and so many more lined up to come on, just like Cole Taylor himself, is just to connect and subscribe. So on nicknicknick.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S, it takes a second to hit the subscribe or the follow button on anywhere you get your podcast is where you're going to find us to listen or to watch. And also when I post the clips like this with Cole Taylor in this episode, on nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the ways to follow me, not any of these fake accounts. So apparently there's a bunch of those out there. Sorry about that. But nicknicknick.com slash links, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, all that fun stuff like the posts that we post with the episodes, with the clips from these, with Cole, with other people, share them, tag a buddy, leave a message for Cole when you see it on there. But that is the fee because when they know that they made an impact on you, they will refer other people to come on so they can make an impact in your life to help you get more healthy, save more time, or make more money with less headaches. Let's keep that party going. I hope everybody's doing fantastic. We're really looking forward to a productive year with some fantastic guests for all of you to enjoy. NickNickNick.com slash link. Let's connect. A-game podcast. Cole Taylor. Have a fantastic day, everybody.
All right, my guest today is a minister and college athlete turned business owner, coach, and consultant fighting out of Oklahoma. He has a master's in business and decided he wanted to make a bigger impact and combine his love of fitness and building businesses to come up with a perfect recipe of not only mindset and relationships, but he has also become known as one of the top health and performance coaches for CEOs and business owners. He is starting multiple businesses, including The Starting Line, a concierge service for business owners who has helped over 50,000 executives transform their life, body, and increase energy as well as gain confidence and get results that carry over into their professional lives without having to prepare their own meals or even design their own workouts in some cases. Please welcome the A-Game Podcast guest, my buddy today from the Family Mastermind, Cole Taylor. Welcome, sir. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> what up, Nick? <laughs> hey, what a good intro. Thank you. Pumped to be here. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. We were uh, talking a little bit before we started recording. There's a million different ways we could angle this conversation because you sure. have such a unique background and such a variety of things that you've done that we can talk about. But for somebody who maybe isn't 100% familiar with you yet, can you give a little bit of a 30,000 foot view of who you are and where you came from? Yeah, and I think you kind of covered a, a general sense of the overview. Um, I like just saying I'm a guy that loves to help people and um, <laughs> has a couple areas that I can help in and just passionate about serving. But um, background wise, like you said, I was a, a pastor, you said former minister. I, I still kind of like to look at myself as a pastor, just in a different aspect now, just not inside of the church. Uh, but I was a vocational pastor. But before that, uh, Division One athlete, and then decided, hey, you know what, I, I want to serve people uh, in the way that I know best. And that's in my faith and the foundation that I have in Jesus. And so I went down that road and started, you know, pouring into the church and loving people, but very quickly figured out I didn't like making $30,000 a year. And I had other things I wanted to talk about too. Uh, and so it led me down this path of pursuing other areas. And I have, you know, certifications in fitness and nutrition. I have a master's in business. Um, and I have a bunch of other certifications and, you know, you know, mindset as well as operating systems. And so I'm just an avid learner. And I want to talk about those areas and help people in those areas too. And so I ended up stepping out of the church, uh, and, you know, beginning this path of coaching, which again, we've now helped thousands of people. And it's a, another way for me to, me to be able to serve people. So that's the main focus is our health coaching company, which is really kind of, you could see as fitness plus functional medicine. Uh, it's really human optimization as a whole is, yeah, we want to get you in shape, but more importantly, we want to understand that you're going to be around for a long time. You're optimized that, you know, today I have the energy I need. Um, so that's, that's the biggest focus for us, but I also get to do a ton of traveling and speaking and coaching on other areas like the, you know, the operating system I'm trained in or team culture, or, you know, whether it's, you know, one-on-one -on -one mindset, I, you know, I love getting to serve people in different areas. Uh, but again, the health coaching company is the biggest focus, but it's all centered around, Hey, how can we help more people and help them be their best, help them win in every area, help them, you know, what I like to say, step into the more that they are created for. Cause I believe all of us have more inside of us, you know, we're destined design, created purpose for a life of so much more. Yet a lot of us, you know, stay on the sidelines like, oh, you know, maybe I could do something someday. But, you know, a phrase we use all the time is step up to the starting line, like get in the game. Let's go. It's time to access the more. So passionate about helping people and whatever area that looks like, but tends to start with health because to me, fitness is the foundation. If I can fix me, my energy levels, my confidence, my mental clarity, I show up to everything else around me better and it all grows. So I love helping people and I love building business and, you know, passionate about life. I love that, man. I'm, I'm a big believer in how you do anything is how you do everything. So when things in your life are on tr track in any aspect, they're on track in a lot of the other ones and vice versa. If they're yep. a little bit of a mess, they're uh, kind of a mess everywhere. But a few 100%. things that I think are, are interesting points there, man, the the learning from losses. I've heard you talk about turning pain into purpose. So I think that there's so many connections between what we're going to talk about on the fitness and the health side that translate directly into the correlations for success or failure on the business side. And I think turning pain into purpose and learning from loss is a major common denominator for everybody who's successful because you gain weight, you lose weight, you make money, you lose money, you have good deals, you have bad deals. So talk a little bit about the principles that have helped you along the way from losses to help you gain some wins. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's important to note a little bit of why I'm passionate about health and this will tie right into, you know, talking about pain into purpose and those, you know, losses into lessons is, um, I love health, not just because of, Hey, you know, I want you to look good and abs and biceps are cool. And there's a confidence, like all of those are great byproducts for me. It's not even because of my sports background, even though that's a big piece of it, but I've actually gone through a significant amount of loss from health related complications. Every single one of my family members, except for one has passed from health complications. Like I was actually orphaned because of this. I lost my dad at a young age from heart failure. Uh, actually every single man in my family has had a heart attack. Like it's, it's genetic predisposition at its worst. 
I got, you know, it's, it's something in my blood. I actually lost my mom at a young age from birth complications. I've lost every single person except for one uncle that I know. So every man in my family, heart failures, you know, I just, it left me as an orphan with just you know, nothing left, uh, all because of health issues. And so for me, I was left with this place and my, you know, the, the biggest loss for me was my dad in high school. And that was kind of the, the turning point of, Hey, like, this is it. Like all of my family. And I, I was left to this kind of choice that all of us are left with is with this pain that I've gone through, you know, I, what direction do I go? Do I, um, you know, do I become this person that it's like, Hey, he had a lot going for him, but then poor guy, like, I hate this for him. Who knows what happens? Or do I want to be the inspiration type person that it's like, man, be, even though he went through all of this, look how his life's turned out or look how many people he's helped. And so I decided like, Hey, I'm not going to be the person that this thing drags me down or all this loss, you know, becomes an anchor for me. I want it to be something that actually becomes fuel. And I can say, Hey, I'm going to help others with this. And I think we're all left with two questions when we go through losses. One is how do I want to be defined? Like what type of person am I going to be in this? Am I, like I said, am I going to be the person that, you know, throws his life away and becomes a drunk or a drug, you know, whatever that, you know, downward spiral looks like for you. Or am I going to be the person that turns that into something amazing and uses that fuel? And I think two, on top of how do I want to be defined is what do I want to leave behind? It's like, how can I take this thing and leave a legacy of something different or turn that into serving some other people? And so for me, going through that, all that loss was like, you know what? Not only do I want to be defined as someone that fights through this and has an amazing inspirational story in spite of it, but I also want to leave something behind that's better than me, bigger than me. One, I don't want my family to go through this. Two is I don't want others to go through the pain and loss that I've gone through. And so that's a big driver of why I love health so much is, you know what? Like I want to be the person that leaves behind something different than the story that I've been handed is I don't want others to go through that. I want them to change their family history and to take care of their health so that they can one, show up for their family today in the way they need to, but two, they can be around for the things that are important and to you know live the life that they were called to. That's awesome, man. I'm very, very sorry to hear about your loss, but I'm always happy to see when people triumph from stuff like that, man. So I'm sure as 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 crappy as it is, man, every everything in some way, shape, or form happens for a reason, and there's a way to take some lessons from it. And I think you've done a great job with that, man. So congrats to you, but again, very sorry for your loss. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I think it's a choice for everybody. Like we all have the same choice. Like, you know, I, I think honestly, everybody goes through pain and loss in some aspect. Maybe it's different for different people. Not everybody lost their whole family. You know, some people have gone through divorces or, you know, tough financial struggles, or maybe they were given a genetic something too. I don't, you know, I don't know your story if you're listening to this, but I think we all have the same choice, regardless of how tough it may seem is how do I want to be defined out of this? And then two, what do I want to leave behind? What are you going to do with this? Because we're all dealt shitty hands. If I can say that as a pastor, I always joke like I'm a pastor. <laughs> we're all dealt terrible hands, but it's how we play those hands is determine what we do with our life. It's not the hand itself. You know, it's like poker. We're all, you know, we're going to be given different hands over and over and over again, but it's, it's not in poker. It's not whoever's given the best hand that wins is whoever plays their hand best. And if in life, if we choose to play these hands well and continue to get dealt different ones and different ones, we'll look up and we don't even remember what the original hand was because we did the best we could with what we had and we could change our future history just by doing our best today. That's awesome, man. I love that. So I, I think it's a, a very interesting topic because, you know, you look at people that get addicted to things and, you know, you might be addicted to gambling or, or to drugs or to alcohol and a lot of that stuff. And you don't need those things to survive on a daily basis. And food to me has been fascinating because I, I definitely define myself as a, I'd say a food addict and definitely like an emotional eater for sure. Like that's my thing. You know what I mean? Like things are great. I'm eating. Things are bad. Yeah, I'm eating. I'm like eating. that's kind of like, my, you know, that's kind of my thing, yeah. but you need that to survive. So I'm sure. surprised that it doesn't come up more as like, it's to me the the hardest addiction because you have to continue to be around food and see it yeah. and smell it. People are shoving in your face every day. Have pizza, have cookies, have this, have that. So talk a little bit about dealing with just addictive personalities in general, but how do we address or fix the fact of like the food addiction issue and really start to change those habits? Because I don't care how healthy I've ever been at my prime. I might have not had sugar or, or, or any like good carbs or anything like that, or pizza for months and months and months. But still the second I smell it or see it, I always want it. You know what I mean? So it, it's one of those things where I feel like it's a struggle for a lifetime. How do, how do you deal with that? How do you address that? How do you fix that? How do you define that? Yeah, it, you're right. It's extremely tough because every other, you know, quote unquote addiction, 
the best way to to deal with it is to get rid of it completely. And it's like, hey, if I'm if I'm addicted to heroin or use your drug of choice, uh, you know, that might be an aggressive starting point. But I'm, <laughs> I was just on a, a buddy of mine was just on a podcast talking about his drug usage, and that was just the first thing that came to my mind. Um, and you know, his recovery program that he helps people with. But uh, you know, let's say I'm addicted to some sort of drug, I can't like if I'm going to break this addiction and stop using, I can't just like, Oh, I'll just need to, you know, take a little bit of a day. Like that's, it doesn't work like that. You have to like completely cut it off, get rid of it, like go through rehab, uh, like remove these, everything from your life that would even remind you of it. You know, food, you can't do that. And I think majority of the world has some sort of food addiction in some way or the other. And we can't just say like, you know what, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to get rid of it all. Like it doesn't like we need, like you said, we need it to survive. We can't rid ourselves of it completely because it's also a tool that we need to, keep ourselves alive. And so it becomes even more apparent for us to look internal. Um, and I, I'm a big believer of anything I'm trying to change, let alone an addiction is it can't just be a changing of my habits or my actions. It's got to be a changing of me internally, the identity that I carry, the beliefs I carry about myself, because I believe that your beliefs shape your behaviors. You do what you do because of what you think of you. Like what I see myself as or these stories that I tell myself will shape the actions. And so when it comes to food addiction or even just, you know, a desire to overeat or a lack of impulse control, you know, all these are different ways of saying the same thing is just, I don't have a good, healthy relationship with food. I'm not using it as fuel. I'm using it as something to comfort or to cope or, you know, to over abuse and use. Um, it's got to start with some sort of internal change. Maybe it's just your view of food. A lot of people it's driven by there's good foods and bad foods and I can't eat that and I can't eat this. And it becomes this, like, if you tell me I can't, I'm going to do it all. Like you know, a lot of our personalities are like that. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, Hey, you can't have the Oreo and you like, I'm like, screw you. I'll eat the whole box. Like there's something that, that triggers in our brain is like, if you tell me I can't do something, it's going to, and so there's a, you know, maybe it's that for some people, or it's a, um, you know, like you said, it's a comfort or a coping thing that it makes them feel better when they eat food. And it's a, you know, a dopamine hit. And so I think the, the thing you've got to really do is, you know, one, remember that you've got to look internal and start to address the internal issues, because it's not a habit or an action thing that's going to change it. It's got to look internal first, but second is just finding some awareness of what is actually causing these desires. Um, like, is it a a certain point of my day that I'm exhausted? Is it a um, you know, is it a coping mechanism every time I'm stressed? Is it a um, you know a, th a pain mechanism? Is it a a celebration thing that I feel like I deserve it? Like, really finding the awareness of when are the times that I'm really desiring to overeat or to shove my face or to binge or you know whatever your struggle is. I think the awareness brings a lot of um, power because you're realizing like, oh, okay. So it's not just all the time I have a problem with food. It's these certain times. And so I think that awareness is powerful. But then second from there is removing any guilt from it and realizing, oh, I'm like, I'm just a human with human experiences. Being guilty or being mad about it or beating myself up is not going to solve anything. So why don't I just remove the guilt? So having the awareness, removing the guilt. And then from there, it's figuring out like, how can I just like, separate myself from some of those things that would be causing those triggers. Okay. If I find this is for me, like I find that at the end of a week, like a Friday night, and it's been a long week of work and I'm really tired and I've, you know, maybe been a little stressed. Those are the times when I want to eat the most and just who cares about the diet. I'm shoving my face, pizza and ice cream. Like that's typically a Friday night thing after a long week. And so I've started to realize that and I'll start to be like, Hey, you know what? Late Friday afternoon, I know this is coming. So why don't I drink a protein shake now? Let's get some good food in early before I'm hungry. So I'm kind of like pre, you know, pre emptying some of that stuff. And when that happens, Friday night comes and I'm like, you know what? I'm not that starving. Like I'm good. Like I've, I've got in front of some of the issues. And so that's one example. Um, there's plenty of them that I can give, but I think the awareness of what's actually causing it, removing guilt and then saying, well, how can I just, you know, maybe curb some of those things and then you you get in this routine of like, oh, okay, like it's it's not that big of a deal. I was just, you know, I was allowing myself to get into a stressful situation and then I coped that way, but maybe I can just not allow myself to get there. Uh, so that's like an easy first path, but long-term, it's gotta be some sort of internal change of like, you know, why is it that I feel like I need that? And maybe there's some rewiring you can do, which we could talk for hours about the rewiring process. But uh, I think the awareness in general and removing guilt and then taking some actions to just try to separate myself from some of those triggers tends to be a good short-term fix at least or to remove you from doing it today man you just gave me so much to think about i almost started having this flashback of like my life where you know you, you get good grades you get a happy meal from mcdonald's you know what i mean and friday night you get together you have pizza and then i was thinking about what you said as far as the awareness of why you're doing certain things and even like for me it's 
travel days, like on days that I'm working all day, we're at the mastermind all day. Yeah. Lunch comes, you're not really eating because you're networking, you're talking, you're unpacking, you're checking out of the hotel. And yeah. then it hit the airport and there's that small window between like when your plane's going to board and when you're there. And I feel like that's where I do some of my worst decisions. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's one of those things now making sure that you get a protein bar in there or a shake or something in there before, yeah. if you know, you're going to be stuck at the airport, just those 100%. little things to curb those habits. I think it's a, that's a great takeaway for me. I think you just saved me five pounds right there. <laughs> well, and protein is key because protein curbs your cravings. Uh, it balances your insulin resistance levels or your, you know, insulin levels. My dog is freaking out, barking at something. If you hear that, maybe you can't hear it because my mic, but no, I even hear it yelling in my ear. Um, but the, the, if you will preempt things with protein, it balances those insulin levels, which allows the cravings to go away, but it also curbs your appetite and it's filling. And so a lot of what we have our clients do is especially when traveling is keep protein shakes with you. And like every you know, hour, hour and a half, like even if it's a small one, like drink some protein and just keep that on your stomach because then it kills all the cravings. And so then, or you get to a big dinner and you're like, ah, I don't need to shove my face. Like it's not, uh, it's not necessary now. So that's an interesting point. So uh, I'm going to go a little bit off topic, but I, I go back and forth between I'm going to bring some protein stuff with me and every couple hours I'm going to eat that. And then I go the other way where people are like, no, intermittent fasting, like you want to have as much space between like your meals during the day and all that kind of stuff. So how does that work as far as, you know, you're, you're a busy guy, you're running around. What are your thoughts on, is it better to just have a bunch of less meals or is it better to keep fueling that fire a little bit throughout that day, even if it's in your window? Yeah. You know, I think intermittent fasting is an incredible tool. I think it's a secondary tool to you getting your eating consistent. Uh, I think people try to do the um, the optimization before they do the starting line is a phrase we use a lot. Like, hey, if you can't get the basics down, don't optimize. You know, a lot of people will get cold plunges or red light saunas, or they'll start biohacking and get IVs, but they haven't started eating what their body needs yet. And I'm like, that's that's great, but you're 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 majoring on the minor right now instead of what what you really need. And so we always tell people like, get your meals and movement down first, and then we can focus on other things. Um, and so when I say meals and movement, I'm really talking about calorie intake and your protein intake, and then you can always take it deeper into specific foods and eating windows and amount of macronutrients and you know what foods to not eat and your gut health. Like you can take it way deeper. Most people just don't get the calorie intake right. And then they try to do other, every other thing. And I'm an interfast and I'm at this many meals and this much protein at each meal. And then it becomes too much and I quit. And so that's the first piece is like focus on the overall calorie intake first, once you've gotten that down, or if the doctor says, Hey, you've got some major inflammation, we need this ASAP, you know, sometimes where there's caveats to that, where people got legitimate issues. Uh, or if you are pre-diabetic, like we have to start with where your carbohydrate intake is. But for most people, it's the basics first. Um, so I say that, but the second thing is, I think intermittent fasting is very valuable, but it's important to remember that that's only the bookends, like that's decreasing your window during your window eat, like you, you should be eating and doing what you need to hit your calorie number. I know so many people that intermittent fast, but don't actually follow any sort of calorie input. Like they're just guessing and shoving their face. Like, Oh, I'm going to get shredded. Cause I intermittent fast. I'm like, you just ate a large yeah. pizza. You're not like, that's stupid. Like you, it would have been better to not intermittent fast and just eat a good, you know, a balanced diet. Um, and so I think that's another thing, but for me and a lot of our clients, like, especially if you're traveling a lot, because that's a, that's a high stress thing that will put your body under stress, uh, because of the flights, because of all the contact with people, because of lack of routine or whatever it is, like just raises cortisol levels, which increases your appetite and increases cravings. Uh, cortisol wreaks havoc on the body. It's pretty wild. Uh, it also decreases your metabolism. There's a, you know, <laughs> tons of things it does that are negatives towards our body. And so for me, I've got to counteract that with protein. Cause it, it does the opposite. It decreases my, you know, hunger hormone. It decreases my cravings. Uh, it increases my metabolism. And so I'm trying to balance some of those blood sugar levels to make sure I'm not making bad decisions. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. It's dependent on the person. However, most people, even if you are intermittent fasting, like you've got to keep your blood sugar level. So you're not making bad decisions. If you're not a person that like struggles and you can just like eat once during your intermittent fasting window and be perfect, like, sure. Great. That's not me. Like I will make terrible decisions if I allow myself to get starving. <laughs> so all I have to say is I'm a big fan, even if I'm intermittent fasting is to have consistent, doesn't have to be meals, but just snacks to keep full, specifically a protein drink or protein bar or some sort of lean protein that again, that balances those levels. That's great info, man. I didn't even think about that, but that's a uh, very interesting with the traveling. I didn't realize that the traveling in itself yeah. All, already with all the other stress yeah. uh, raises the cortisol. So talk, you, you mentioned making a lot of bad decisions. So 
you and I had touched base a little bit initially because yeah. I was talking about self-sabotage and yeah. I was referring to self-sabotage, which I think I, I read a book recently called The Mountain Is You, and it was yeah. actually telling you about all the other ways that you self-sabotage where, you know, we have our basic stuff, but I didn't realize on a, what a deep DNA level it goes with your brain and your body and like your, 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 your system is just putting all these different thoughts and feelings and stuff in there to try and fight that on every level. And we were talking about it in business, but I also think there is a lot of things to look at for self-sabotage with food and diet because yeah. how many people get in shape or they start to get momentum. And then what I think is interesting is, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's my crazy uh, in or out, all, all in or all out personality. But it's like, you know, you got this great diet, you're doing well. And then it's like, I'm going to have a small bite of pizza or have a pizza with pretzel or I'm going to have a candy or a beer. And then it turns into, I'll finish the pizza. I'll add the, fr and like all of a sudden you're off the rails. Sure. And then it's so easy to get back out of shape after it takes so long to get those habits in there. And I feel like after a week or two, those cravings go away again, but that it's, it's so intense to get in and get out of that. So my, my overall question for you is I feel like people think of it as failure mm -hmm. when I was doing well, maybe I good for two months. Maybe I lost some body fat. I started feeling good Then I had a pizza this week and had some beers this weekend. I failed diet starts again next month and it kind of gets pulled off. But your was saying what you were saying that I really liked is you're not trying your training. So is it self-sabotage there? Like how do we identify self-sabotage in food when you get off the rails, when you go off track in your diet, I think yeah. too many people go, well, that's it. And that's not it. Like, I, I kind of like what you're saying there is don't maybe beat yourself up or look at yeah. it as you got to start now from square one. So talk a little bit about the food self-sabotage and identifying when you get off track and how to get yourself back mm -hmm. on track. I think it all starts with a different perspective shift of the whole journey itself. And this isn't just health. This could be every area of your life that you're trying to grow. But you know, obviously we'll talk about health here is whenever you're looking at your goals as a finish line, it's really easy to do this all in or all out mentality. And it's really easy to say, if I mess up, like, you know what, screw it. Like, we'll we'll start over again and we'll, we'll jump back in a new starting line. Like that, that was my game for a long time. I think it's the same reason why a lot of people gain and lose and gain and lose is they'll go a couple weeks consistent. They're in this race jogging and then they trip and fall. And instead of just getting back up, and keep them going. They're like, you know what? Screw it. I'll start a new race. And they walk off the race course and they'll go to a new starting line. Like that's, that's a great visual. That's the way most people live their life is specifically in their diet. If they screw it up, they're like, instead of getting back up and just running again, I'm just going to go backwards and run backwards for a week and then restart. And they shove their face and they're like, oh, I might as well eat the donuts too. And then the pizza. And then like, I'm already off. Like I've been there. <laughs> I've done that a ton in my life. And I think it wasn't until I said, you know what? Like th there is no finish line. There, there's a direction of a person that I'm becoming, but me losing this 20 pounds and getting as lean as I would like, that's not a finish line. Cause then what happens when I get it? Am I just going to quit? And like, I'm not going to stay right there forever. Like there's going to be a new goal that I'm pursuing. And so once I changed this perspective of like, Hey, there's no finish line. There's only checkpoints. Like I forever am moving in this direction. Like, I don't want to just win once. I think it's a better way of saying is I don't want to just get healthy. I want to stay healthy. I don't want to just lose the weight. I want to keep the weight off. And in that same vein, that doesn't mean I, I I can't look at my goals or even my habits that I'm implementing as a short-term thing of like, oh, I have to be perfect. And then if I mess up, I got to restart. It's like, no, there's no on or off. There's just how consistent am I? And if I mess up a little bit, it's okay. Like, let's get a little more consistent. Like it's a pacing thing more than it is an on or off. I'm not leaving the race anymore. I'm just determining if I'm going to speed up or slow down or pause and walk for a second. Like I look at everything as kind of a race analogy instead of like, if when I fall quitting and walking off the course is I just get up and maybe I need to walk for a little bit and get my bearings again. But instead of what everyone else does is just quit and walk off. So I use that as an analogy when it actually comes to practical, it's like, Hey, if I've committed to being a healthy person, or I've committed to being an athlete is the way that I look at it is instead of trying to lose weights, like you said, is I'm training, like I've, I'm committing to confirming this identity, just like if I sign up for a 5k or some sort of race, I don't tell people, Hey, I'm trying to run a 5k. No, I, I already committed to run it. I'm training. So I'm preparing for it. I think our, our lives should be the same thing as if I am in quotations, trying to become a healthy person that already presupposes that I may or may not do it. And most likely you're not going to, and I don't believe that I am yet instead of, you know what? I am a healthy person. I believe that I am that person and I'm training like it. I'm training to become even more of a healthy person, or I'm training to become a better 5k runner instead of, I might show up right now and jog, walk and crawl the 5k, but we're still a runner. Versus if I really train and prepare, I, I become better at that. So the same thing with our, our diet or training is if you fall off the wagon in quotations, immediately the conversation shouldn't be like, ah, 
I'm a failure. I've lost. Look at yourself like I'm still on the race. It's like I've just tripped and fallen. There may be people passing me if you want to think about that. There may be, you know, that the time is increasing. Like, oh, I'm not going to get to my goal as fast. That's okay. Like, don't go restart. Don't quit or run backwards or just lay on the ground and just suck it up. Like, pick yourself back up and say, let's start moving in the right direction again. And once you look at it as a lifelong journey of a direction I'm going, and it's not a finish line I'm reaching, like the 20 pounds is not the end. That's a checkpoint. And then I keep going. Then you realize, like, it doesn't serve me to throw it all out the window and restart because I haven't failed. Like, why would I run backwards now? Just because I've maybe paused and sat down or like stumbled a couple steps back doesn't mean I should quit the race. And so I think once I got that analogy in my head, it's like, you know what? I ate the pizza tonight. Great. There's no point having guilt. I, I, I sat down for a second. I took a breather. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to run again. And you got to remember that those things stacking over time of that consistently good is way better than being occasionally great, which is what most people try to do. I'm going to sprint for 75 days, be amazing. That's occasionally great. But then they fall off and quit again. I'd rather be consistently good. It's like the tortoise and the hare. Like, I'm just going to keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And then you look up over a decade and you're like, wow, even though I was only 70% good, I'm way ahead of everyone else because I kept moving in the right direction. So once you have that perspective of consistently good over occasionally great, it's never an all in or all out. It's just like, I got to keep moving forward. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesaling, fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together make it happen everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner best time to start is today dude that, that's such good food for thought and that visualization was excellent and that tagline was fantastic man i think that that's fantastic information and you know it's it's one of those things where you know i i talk to successful people all the time like i'm sure you do as well but i had one conversation at family mastermind and I was talking to this one gentleman and uh, I introduced myself. I go, Hey, I don't know if we've met yet. Like, what's your name? And he goes, oh, my name's Gary. And I was like, Oh, Gary, what? He goes, Harper. Gary Harper. <laughs> and I was like, Holy crap, man. Like I didn't even recognize you because he lost so much weight. And I was like, wow, dude, congrats. I was like, you look like a different person. And he said, it's all thanks to Cole Taylor. So my, my, uh, my segue there is when we talk about the relationships between all these analogies, like the tortoise and the hare that apply to business and to life, what was it now that we're talking about guys like Gary Harper that are high-functioning CEOs? How did you find that niche that you decided you wanted to focus a little bit more on working with CEOs, business owners, and executives for helping them get their fitness on track? Well, first off, uh, I love him. It's an honor that he would say that. I think uh, I would say the same thing back to him. Like it's it's not credit to me. He's done the work and he's been committed. Obviously, we played a big part in guiding him, but yeah, kudos to him for how much he has really transformed his life. Both him and Susan have lost significant amount. I think together they're over 200 pounds they've lost collectively. Like just it's it's incredible. Talk about becoming a different person or changing your identity. Like not only do they look like a different person, even the way they communicate and the way they talk, they have stepped into a new level of themselves. And it's it's incredible to see. But the reason why. I love that type of person and why we've kind of really settled into entrepreneurs and executives is a couple of reasons. One, because that's me. Like I, I want to help the people that struggle with the same things that I do. Um, the people that have the same journey that I really can speak into because I'm an entrepreneur and executive and I travel every single week and you know, it's not just our health company, but there's multiple other companies I'm a partner in and I'm able to still stay on track with my health and reach certain goals. And, you know, I, I like to think I'm a, you know, well above most and being able to model what true health can look like and not just as abs and biceps, but you know, all the testing we do and living this life of consistency and, you know, modeling what that looks like, even though I have all the same struggles as a typical entrepreneur of travel and busyness and pressure and life and family. And, and for me, it's like, man, if I can use the lessons I've learned to help others, I think, that's the the passion for me. Uh, we, we've helped a lot of other people that aren't those, but those are just the easiest to help because 
it's my story. I know exactly what they're struggling with and what they're thinking, even just the mental process of like, we're a very driven person. Uh, even the questions about all in, all out, same questions I've had to deal with. It's a different perspective than, you know, maybe a uh, stay at home mom, which we've helped tons of those too. And they're incredible and have just as much impact on the world, but just a different mentality. And so it, it's been a focus of like, let's just kind of be on the same, same wavelength with those people, but also there's something special to me about the impact that leaders have specifically entrepreneurs or high level executives because of the, you know, the, the, the team that they're leading or the clients that they're serving, or really it's the impact that they're able to make. I believe that to whom much is given much is required. And so like, since I have this potential for impact, I'm in front of all these people. There's a lot more that's on my shoulders to be able to take care of myself, to show up at a different level, to lead a different level. And I, I say that kind of as a, a backwards thing is like, those people have a ton of opportunity for impact. And if I can help them become their best, it becomes a really big ripple effect. And not to discount, like, like I said, helping a stay-at-home mom, that's an incredible impact too. You know, if I help her, maybe she can help her five kids who lead to like, that's still exponential growth, but it's a quicker return of, hey, if I can help this entrepreneur, a guy like Gary, who's now serving hundreds of businesses, those hundred businesses are serving hundreds of families who are now serving thousands of clients. And it becomes this, you know, this really big ripple effect. And so it was twofold. There's one is I truly understand the entrepreneurs and executives, but two, it's a really fast way to make a, an exponential growth of impact because all of those, those men and women that we serve, they're serving a lot of other people and it's a direct flip into more impact. That's awesome, man. Again, the guy, the guy's a walking billboard for you. So congrats 100%. to him and congrats to you for sure. But, you know, parlaying that into all the people that we were surrounding ourselves with that whole weekend, a family yeah. mastermind, everybody there wants to make more money and have yeah. better health. Like everybody right. does. So we're doing one, but sometimes we're not doing the other. And there's yeah. always the excuse about, you know, I don't have time, but everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. Uh -huh. So what are some tips or tricks you guys have to help with some, just some dirty, fast little things here for the busy entrepreneur, traveling, working, grinding? How do they find some extra time in here to work out or to, to get some better eating habits? Yeah. So I'll just give three, and this is really the three big things we focus on at our company. I think I could give a laundry list of a hundred and I can give other ones too, if you want, but the three big things to me, and it's why we've structured our, our programs like this. If I want to get in really good shape in the least amount of time possible, the three things we preach is one testing. Like, I don't want to guess, like, I don't have time to guess. <laughs> I don't have time to try keto and it kind of work. And then I stall out and then I gain the way back and then, okay, now I'll try carnivore. And now I'll try this other thing. Like, I don't have time to guess. I need to know exactly what I, I need. And for me, the best way to do that is to get my body tested. Like I need to know what my hormones look like. I need to know what nutrient deficiencies, what gut health, like what metabolic health that I have. If I have that data, I can make really good decisions. So if you're an entrepreneur, executive investor, listening to this, instead of just trying a, a fad diet and no hate on those. A lot of them actually are really good tools for a certain type of person. Like ketosis is really good for someone that has insulin resistance issues. Uh, it also has some really good benefits when it comes to inflammation, but it's not designed to be everybody's thing for the rest of their life. And it may be a short-term tool or a certain tool for a certain person, but that may not be you. That actually may be detrimental to you if you're not the right person. And so I say that as an example is don't guess. Like get data on your body to know what's happening. So that's first one. And then second is you need an expert to create a protocol for you based off that data. And that doesn't have to be us. That's there's hundreds of people who can do amazing protocols for you, but get data done and then have someone take that data and just tell you what to do again. So you don't have to think about it. You're not having a guess. You're not having to think about what should I be eating today or what kind of workouts, like remove that, like mental effort, allow your brain because your, your brain's a muscle, like decision fatigue is a real thing. And am I having to add to my plate of what food am I eating? Is this the right food? Is this enough food? Uh, what should I be training? I'm not training enough. I'm training too much. Like I'm sore. Like this becomes a whole mental conversation that you should not be having. Like you should be focusing on your business, your family, whatever's the biggest priorities for you. Your fitness should just be a tool. Let someone else just tell you exactly what to do. So have the data with the testing too, is let someone tell you what to do. Let them create a protocol. So all you do is run the play. Don't have to think about it. And then three, find ways to put your program or your protocol on autopilot. What I mean by that is things that you can do that just remove any effort from you. This could be setting meal prep on reorder for yourself. It could be, you know, putting your supplements on reorder. It could be, you know, scheduling your workouts as an actual meeting in your calendar. And it's a recurring meeting. Like, I don't miss these. This is just a reminder that goes off at, you know, 9 a.m. every day I go to the gym. That's just a business meeting that I have with myself. Like, when you can start to pre-schedule some of that stuff, or it may not be recurring if your schedule's all over the place and you're traveling. But when you plan your week at the beginning of the week, it's I'm going to place those in my calendar just like a meeting. So that way I don't think about it. It's just part of the consistency. It's 
putting my health on autopilot. That's something we do for all our clients is we send them all their food. We send them their supplements if they're traveling. We help coordinate all that stuff. We help them schedule their workouts. But I think even without us doing it, there's a lot of tools that you can use of like, dude, schedule my workouts. I'm going to order my food ahead of time. I'm going to plan ahead of time so I don't have to think about it. Those are three big keys. I could give a, a big laundry list too, but if you test, don't you don't have any guessing to do. If you have someone tell you what to do, you don't have to think about it all. You just execute. And then three is you can put as much of it on autopilot as possible. Then you don't have any, any time or effort. It's just the food shows up, I eat it. I commit to doing the workouts that are on the calendar and then I get back to my life. To me, that's the most efficient way. And it's the only way that I'm able to stay in shape too is everything's pre-scheduled. I already know exactly what I'm doing and it's based off of data instead of guessing. So there's no time wasted. So to me, those are the three biggest things you should be doing as a busy person in general, especially an entrepreneur executive when you have a little more control of your calendar. Man, that's such great info. That scheduling on the calendar is money right there. That's a big takeaway for me, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I, I know we're getting a little bit tight on time, but a couple more things I wanted to really make sure we cover is you're talking about scheduling time in there. And I think we have that allure that you see all over Instagram of like, grind, grind, wake up at 4 a.m., work, work, work. But yeah. nobody talks about like going to bed earlier and getting rest. And shout out to my buddy, Billy Grotz. He's a jiu-jitsu black belt at uh, Gracie Torrance uh, in Band Biohazard. Check it out. But he told me when he was first getting going, when I was first getting going, he was black belt. He said to me, what I've learned as I got older is knowing when to train and how important it is to show up every day. But the more important thing I learned is when not to train. Yeah. And I think that that's maybe something where – even like you just said, it just thought of like schedule rest, like schedule days off, because I think everybody's on, 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 on. And you hear how much that plays a part in everything. But now that we're talking about the stress levels and how the cortisone levels and all that stuff plays in there, talk about how important maybe not working out or actually getting sleep or not grinding and doing 50 masterminds in 50 hours is. <laughs> I think it's so important. I, I'm a firm believer that Back to the concept I said earlier is I don't want to just win once in life. Like I don't want to just get healthy once. Or I don't want to have a massive revenue once a month, uh, business month once. I want to like I want to have a dynasty. I want to continue to win, and that requires sustainable pace. And I think there's definitely seasons where you have to all out sprint, and there's building, and we just like we're gonna have to grind through to get us to the other side of this. But if that's forever what you're in, like you will burn out. There's zero chance you make the lasting you know journey that you're 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 wanting to whether it's business, whether it's health, whether it's whatever, like you need to build a sustainable pace. I think that's first and foremost. Like I'm not a big fan of the hustle culture of like, I don't sleep and I grind. And I like, again, there's seasons that that is necessary. Like if you're, if you're about to launch or IPO your business, or if you're in the, the building seasons of like, we're just getting started and I don't have a team and I have to get this off the ground to get revenue so that we can afford, like, I get it. I've been there. However, that's not sustainable forever. Same thing with health is like right now I'm in a crazy season kind of like that for health because I've got a hundred mile race that I'm doing in like five weeks. I have a lot of extra training and focus on this thing. But once that's over, I downshift a lot and step into more of a sustainable pace. I can't keep that forever. Other important thing to remember on top of, I just want to keep running forever. I don't want to you know, fall out and lose my health or lose my business. Like I, I want to stay in the game is two. growth happens actually in recovery periods, not in training. And so using fitness as an example is I don't actually grow in the gym. Gym is where I tear down my muscles. That resistance happens and you tear your muscle fibers. The growth actually happens during the recovery time because you're, when your body's resting, it sends the amino acids to your muscles. It sends the protein to your muscles and says, hey, let's rebuild these things a little bit stronger so that next time I'm prepared for what the body throws at it. And so that's actually where muscle growth happens is it's repairing those muscle fibers a little bit stronger but that doesn't happen if you don't rest. Like that's why they, they tell people like you shouldn't be working out the same muscle group over and over and over every day. It's because that actually doesn't allow the muscle to recover. You need that for it to, you know, to repair and to be stronger. And the same thing of what you said. So on top of that, on, on top of getting stronger and, you know, repairing those muscles is when you don't rest, you're, you're slowly destroying your body. Like the cortisol levels just continue to rise. Your hormones are getting out of whack. You're slowly killing your adrenals. Like if you're, if you find yourself, Hey, I'm tired all the time. I'm you know, drinking three caffeine energy drinks a day. I'm exhausted. I even, even if I get a good long night's sleep, I wake up, I'm still tired. It's because you've run too hard for too long or use too much caffeine to try to cope from it. And your body is just saying, no, like I can't do this anymore. And it's redlining until you shift into a sustainable pace of I've got to build these cadences of rest and recovery, you're going to feel like trash. And I'm a big fan of like, I'd rather use the 90% of the time that I have and maximize it and 10% to rest 
than to try to go hundred percent of the time and be functioning like trash the whole time. I'm a firm believer that if you do take that time to rest in and pour back into yourself, you can do way more with the 90% than you could the hundred. Um, and so I'm using all these metaphors or examples that, you know, rest is so important because if we just keep running, we're going to burn out, we're going to crash, we'll get injured, we'll get mentally fatigued, you'll get emotionally fatigued and you can't execute well at a high level. And I want to win forever, not just a one-time thing. So slow down, take some rest. It's important for your long-term health. I love that, man, because it's like you said, the, uh, the the consistency wins over time. And I always tell people, you need those core principles of, of real estate because you don't want to just get into real estate. You want to get in real estate. Yeah. You want to stay in real estate, get in the yeah. game, stay in the game. And I, I never thought about it with health, but that's such a, almost yeah. a better thing is like, you don't want to get healthy. You want to stay healthy. That's the whole point, you know, like. So talking about that, you and I had a fantastic conversation. We went into all these things where I was telling you, hey, man, like sometimes I just don't even feel like myself anymore. Uh, I would love to have had a little bit more time to go into the gut-brain connection, all that sure. kind of stuff. But there's all these things that you're uncovering, especially for years when you feel so healthy and you're doing the same things and then you're not. And I was really interested in what you had to offer because what you guys are doing there over at the starting line yeah. is very interesting where I think you're taking – some of the key pieces where people would normally set themselves up for failure, and especially for business owners, you just nailed it with the decision fatigue, man, not having to do a lot of that stuff. So talk about what you guys do, how you're helping entrepreneurs, CEOs, and investors like me yeah. not only put more money in our pockets, but be able to get confidence, get health, get energy, get focus, get time. Because to me, that right now is my biggest struggle. 100%. Well, I think you hit it on the head is like our, our purpose is not is not to just get people shredded. Does that happen? Yeah. There's a lot of people who get incredible physical results, you know, whether it's a guy like Gary who, you know, has lost over hundred pounds, or if it's, you know, other clients that we have, like I could name 10 off the top of my head of Trey and Eddie and all these guys that were already in decent shape, but then just got like, oh my gosh, like you're shredded. Like there's, there's levels we can get, but to me, that's a secondary thing. It's more about performance and longevity. And am I showing up to my family, and my business in the way that I want to, am I around for them? And so it's both of these things. Um, but how we do it honestly is what we've talked about is those three pieces that I just said of testing as we get data for our clients, as we look and see, figure out what does your body actually need? I'm not guessing, I'm not building a program for everybody. I'm building it just for you because I know specifically where you're lacking and where you're strong too, is if I know that your body responds better to carbohydrates than fats is Let's tailor your diet to that so you can accelerate the results and you can feel better. If I know that you're low on vitamin D, like let's fix that. Let's get you out in the sun more or, or supplement that with a vitamin. Like if I know those things, I can pull the levers that are necessary to make someone get better results and feel better. So that's number one is we do testing for all of our clients. And number two is what I said is, you know, kind of big recommendation is have an expert tell you what to do based off the data. We have a really an expert team of functional medicine doctors, nutritionists, and trainers. So we kind of fit the whole preventative health gambit of not only the doctor side to be able to interpret all that testing, look at supplementation and, you know, maybe it's hormone replacement or peptides or whatever it's going to take to get an overall health protocol. It might even be sleep routines or intermittent fasting, like you talked about, all based off that data, as well as a nutritionist and trainer to go very deep in the foods and the workouts that you're doing. So we have a whole team that says, based off of your data, here's exactly what your body needs. Here's how you execute it. And as your body changes and you get results, they're continuing to tweak and continue that progress going. And then lastly, the autopilot piece I mentioned of recommendations, we do that for our clients. Like we'll send them the food, send them the supplements. If they're traveling, we'll send food and supplements ahead of time. Maybe there's a protein shake waiting at their hotel or Uber Eats to their conference room, or you know, even look at like the masterminds we've been in together. There's some clients that we literally sent them food because they're like, ah, I keep that, that doesn't fit my diet. Or like Gary and Susan, they were eating their meals up in their room because he's got some real specifics he can't eat right now because of some health issues, um, you know, because of like major inflammation or disease that he has in his body that we've been trying to work out. And so it's like, we've got very strict stuff. So we helped him coordinate that. And so that's kind of our purpose is we cover those things as we get the data, we tell you exactly what to do. And then we send it all, all in the efforts to not only get you physical results, but to make sure that you can feel better, perform better. And like you said, how you do one thing is pretty close to how you do everything. And so if, if we can get you more consistent in your health, you feel better, you're stronger, more confident, more mentally clear, better decisions. We find our clients' businesses grow, their families get healthier. And my favorite part about what we do is that family piece. Like we get voice memos of dads crying. Like my daughter just gave me a big hug and said, I'm you know, such a better daddy and have more energy and have been playing, uh, playing with her. Like it makes me want to weep my eyes out when I get those kind of voice memos because it's true life change. Like if we start with our health, every other area of our life begins to change. So that's what's starting my business. It's helping people grow. That's so awesome. And I like what you keep saying about the starting line and not as much about the finish line. My buddy, Alex Stewart always said, 
Now, he was using the, the term for jujitsu, but yeah. he says, everybody talks about the journey. He said, a journey has an end. He goes, I like to think of it as an adventure. So I feel like what you're doing is you're helping people keep that adventure going because there is no end to success no. or health or any of that stuff, man. So no. I think that is fantastic. So, so if they're listening to this and they want to learn more about how to work with you, how to start that process to see if you're a good fit for them, they're a good fit for you. Talk all the ways to figure out how to work and connect with the starting line with you personally plug away, sir. Love it. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and maybe you can put this in the show notes, but the 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 best way to connect with me would be cole360.com. So cole360. Uh, that'll have my Instagram, my Facebook. That'll have our website. That'll have my contact information as well. That's kind of a full gamut. You could also just go straight to social media and it's Cole David Taylor, whatever's more comfortable for you. I'd also love to give a free resource uh, to your listeners as well. And you can put that link in, uh, in the show notes, uh, but essentially what it'll be is a, a basic setup of a workout nutrition program. If you just want something to get started, uh, it also has information to how you can access our, you know, a bunch of other free trainings as well. Uh, but that's a great starting place. So I'll, I'll include that free training protocol. That's got workouts and nutrition plans for you, uh, as well as if you want to connect on social media, again, it's Cole David Taylor, or just go to my site, Cole360.com. Awesome. And I'll put all that stuff in the show notes. And for some of my uh, UFC, MMA, jiu-jitsu guys that are that are listening to this as well. I think when I was, I was speaking to your guy, they had done some work already with like Jeremy Stevens and some really big legendary names in the uh, the MMA and the jiu-jitsu community, which is pretty cool. So definitely reach out for that because there's no, uh, sometimes I talk to guys that are in nutrition or into medicine. And the second it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm into jujitsu. I'm into fighting. They're like, well, just stop getting your neck squeezed and stop getting put. Like, they're not going to do that, dude. So I like that you guys actually don't say like, no, don't we do that. A you lot of athletes, and endurance athletes. You know, the guy you talked to, Joe, as well. He was a strength coach for the Chiefs for years. Like, we worked with a ton of really high caliber athletes. That you know, again, that we don't need to help them get in better physical shape. It's the optimization of the inside to increase energy levels, performance, recovery. Stuff's huge. Yeah, and I think that that's a huge piece because there's a lot of people out there that are just trying to get people healthy and in shape. But I think what we're looking for as business owners and, you know, every everybody's got that alpha and that kind of extra little thing in them. And I think that they want somebody like them that's not appealing to just like the soccer mom. It's like, no, you guys are using like top tier high performance athletes every day that you're helping. So that's what I would want. I want to go right to the top with all that. That's why we join masterminds with the top investors in the country. So why wouldn't we go to people that are the top of their thing with fitness, nutrition, and optimization there, sir. So you bring your A game to everything you do and everything you've done, my good man. This interview has been no different. You definitely brought your A game to this podcast today. I appreciate it, sir. Any final thoughts before I let you go about your busy day? Man, uh, first off, thank you. I've been an honor to be on this podcast. I would just encourage everybody listening to this that what I said earlier is each of us have more available to us. You might be crushing it or you're not happy with where you're at in life. Either way, I want you to know that there's more for you. And you may not believe this. And maybe I'm the only person to encourage you and tell you this is there is more available to you. You're specifically created, destined and designed for a purpose on this earth, a purpose of impact, a purpose of serving the world around you. The world needs what you have. And so don't you know, settle for what's, you know, what I look at as less than, or what you could say is what's less than God's best for you. There's so much more. Even if you feel like you've arrived, that means there's so much more available for you. So stop sitting on the sidelines. Don't wait, don't settle. There's so much more. Keep pushing, keep growing. And uh, I'm excited to see the impact that all of you make. If I can do anything to serve you, let me know. Hit me up, contact me, and I'd love to be able to help. But get off the sidelines, step up to the starting line, go win today. The world needs what you have. Fantastic words, sir. I very much appreciate your time. I very much appreciate the friendship and the help that you've shown me. Everything to connect with you will be in the show notes. Have a fantastic day. Cole Taylor, A Game Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Have a fantastic evening.